organically, really like spontaneously. It's not just going in there and making a noise, folks. <laughs> the Classic Rock Files with Kelly Parker and Mike Young. Hi, Mike. Hi, Kelly. Okay, an update on a story we've been kind of following with uh, Ticketmaster and Live Nation uh, as far as postponed and canceled shows and refunds. We have the latest from them. We discussed it yesterday on the Classic Rock Files. And in a nutshell, what you'll have is um, 30 days to make your decision. Once you get an email of a new date by the band that you've got tickets for, you will have two choices. You can either apply for a refund right then, or you can get a uh, credit of 150% of your ticket purchase price. And if you don't do any of those, ticket is yours for that new date. Only if it's a Live Nation show. Those are the only ones uh, applicable for that credit. That so is if correct. it's a smaller show that's not Live Nation presented or produced, uh, you won't be able to have that credit option. So at that point, it's refund or go to the new date. Yes, indeed. All of that in mind, I think this move by Bon Jovi, stand-up move. Yeah, he's actually uh, canceled his upcoming tour with the band. Of course, they planned a tour with Brian Adams beginning uh, in June. The original reason for the tour was because they had a new album coming out. Uh, May 15th was the original release date for 2020, but that thing's been pushed back. Hopefully not till 2021. And, sure, it's uh, expensive to change the title on that. Well, the, the artwork's been printed. It has. So he said, due to the ongoing pandemic, it's no longer feasible for Bon Jovi to tour this summer. Given these difficult times, he made the decision to cancel the tour entirely. This will enable ticket holders to get refunds to help pay their bills or buy groceries. These are trying times. You've always been there for us and we'll be there for you. We look forward to seeing everyone again on tour when we can all be safely together. So he's basically looked at it as, hey, we can keep people on the line for this as long as possible. You know, maybe we'll tour. But hey, we'll just cancel it now. We'll tell you it's canceled. You'll be able to get refunds because cancellations, there's no problem with the refund policy. You don't have to wait. If it's canceled, you get your money back right away. So they didn't go the postponement route. They said, cancel it. We'll just reschedule it some other time. And you can buy your tickets again. Start fresh at that point. I like it. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, if acts want to do that, that's great. I think uh, some of these people have postponed till 2021, you know, late 2021 for mm-hmm. some of these tours. And uh, that's a long time to be sitting on cash, you know. Yep. Put, I could put that in a nice investment savings account and gain 0.5% interest on that over the next year. That's free money that I'm losing out on. Exactly. Okay, if you're looking for new music from System of a Down, you can exhale. It is not going to happen, apparently. I've exhaled years ago because... Uh, I had a feeling this would never happen, and uh, John Delmayan, the drummer of the band, who's currently working on his solo album and promoting it, These Gray Men, if you want to look it up, we featured uh, a couple of songs, actually, from him and that project on the Classic Rock Files in the past, spoke to uh, Dean Del Rey on his Let There Be Talk podcast about the band's attempts to create new music together. Del Rey asked if there's been any talk about making new music with System, and here's what John had to say. I find it very unlikely. I'm not even sure I wanted doing anymore it's just so much drama and bullshit in a lot of ways i'm just over it you know because i fought really hard to get us to make an album over the course of the last 15 years more than anybody else i was like calling people let's get together let's put the egos aside let's have meetings whatever it takes let's just get in the studio and see what happens just couldn't get it done I failed. Relationships break up all the time. That's with one person. Tried having it with four. It takes four people to make this band, and it takes four people to unmake it. But uh, I think that we're all to blame. I could just blame Darren and Serge, you know, because, quite frankly, they're the primary songwriter. So it's easy to blame them. But it's not just their fault. A lot of it is their fault, but it's not just their fault. 
Of course, they still had plans to tour as well. Delray asked, like, wouldn't, won't that make it awkward with those difficulties when you go on tour? And he said, nah, it's always been that way. We always go our own ways, always keep to ourselves, except on stage where we have a blast. Yeah, and they're a band that has a really diehard, loyal following. They're a huge band, especially around the world. When they do play, and they're, they have a, a rare number of shows each year, uh, I think uh, last year they played a couple of festivals in the United States, and they've been known to just do shows here and there in Europe. But they're drawing 100,000 fans when they play. Like, this is a monster band, and they have a very small canon of work. They Mm -hmm. only have about five albums. So this isn't a band that has this monster catalog, but people have been chomping at the bit for them to release a record. And it's, like you said, been 15 years now, and the last time they released a record was the last time they even came through Winnipeg. I remember that show vividly. They were late coming to town. Mars Volta were opening up, and they just told the Mars Volta, like, keep playing until System of a Down gets here, because they hadn't flown in. Mars Volta played, like, a 90-plus minute opening set, and then System of a Down came on stage, like, with very little break between the two bands. (laughs) Still breathing hard. And they just played, no encore, just drove through two hours of music and gave the fans an unbelievable show. But it was crazy, the timing, that they're like, we're on the way, but we're just delayed, and we need you to keep playing until we get here. But an awesome show at the, I think it was Bell NTS Place, uh, wasn't in a Winnipeg Arena show. But aside from that, it's just a shame that this band, and so many others, I'm sure, Mm -hmm. you know, they just get to a point where, like, they can't even be in a room together to come up with an idea, let alone record a song or an album. System of a Down has four members, Serge Tonkian, who is very political in his beliefs and the words he puts into his music. Um, I think pulling the band one way and Darren Malkian pulling the band another way. And you can tell by their side project, Scars on Broadway, is Darren's and Surge solo music. Like, they're going different directions. Well, it's literally the same thing as Roger Waters and David Gilmore. And it's very end. difficult for the two to come back together at this point. So they're not going to, one person's not going to leave and System of a Down will continue on. It'll mm-hmm. just die with the way this is. And at least we do have five albums of work, but there's so many bands, like you mentioned, Pink Floyd, like... It couldn't continue anymore. Yeah, well, when you've got strong egos in the band, it's not necessarily ego in a negative context. It's just that these are strong personalities, and you need that. You need that drive. You need to have the strong personalities just to get a band up and running and to get it to that level. Unfortunately, the dark side of that is interpersonally and on the creative side, sometimes that very same thing is the thing that tears them apart. It's almost a shame because it's a lack of being able to compromise. You know, figure out what we want to do and how we want to do it. Everyone's got a vision for what the band is. And some people just aren't willing to compromise their vision Mm -hmm. as to what this project is. It's also hard with the arc of these bands' careers sometimes because sometimes that causes the dovetail. We were talking Beatles and Stones yesterday. John uh, famously did an interview with Rolling Stone in 1970 that said as soon as we started wearing the suits, we had sold out. But maybe you had in the four guys in the Beatles, they loved that early Beatles stuff. And then when the Beatles stopped touring and started getting into the more studio stuff, something like that could create tensions. It wasn't just Yoko, even the Stones. We talked about the Stones in the mid-80s and uh, Keith and Mick essentially feuding because Mick did the solo record and that pissed off Keith and they couldn't get that together. So just side projects can get involved and that can cause ruffled feathers. Yeah, it's, it's amazing that some bands uh, have lasted as long as they have together with uh, somewhat of a core unit. We talked about ZZ Top, we talked about U2. Yeah. Uh, and these bands that have like held together all of this time, being able to continually persist with this one vision of what this band should be and maybe grow together. Uh, and then bands that like, you're here, here today and gone tomorrow. <laughs> you know, we just a powder keg of explosion and what could have been. You yeah. know? But it makes for some great rock documentaries.
Okay, finally here, just before we wrap up, a couple of recent entries in the uh, stars recording stuff from home. And we both like this really interesting take on Ozzy's Crazy Train. Yeah, you won't know many of the uh, members involved, but there is a YouTube channel called Two Minutes to Late Night, and they do a bedroom cover series. And this collaboration sees Chelsea Wolfe, backed by Dillinger Escape Plans, Liam Wilson, Mutoid Mans, Stephen Brodsky, and Ruff <laughs> Francis. And they do Crazy Train. Yeah. But it starts off almost like it's the Halloween theme by John Carpenter. Mm -hmm. Then it's like a horror movie version of Crazy Train. Yeah, Pretty it's, cool. It's very different and very cool. Check this out. Super cool, and it sounds to me like something that would fit very easily into a really cool movie soundtrack. Yeah, so if you're interested in seeing more of what the, that YouTube channel brings to the table, they're always doing uh, metal covers of classic songs, and uh, the channel is called Two Minutes to Late Night. And also, speaking of cool names, the host of that channel, Guarsenio Hall. I enjoy that immensely. <laughs> I really do like that. And finally here, you recall Puddle of Mud. You recall Wes Scantlin? Well, they did one of these uh, covers. Uh, they did about a girl, uh, Nirvana. You've heard this. I want to give you a bit of background on this. Okay. Uh, so Puddle of Mud, of course, big at the turn of the century. 2001, <laughs> they had a big album, 5 million copies sold. I mean, they were the talk of the town. Next album came out, the follow-up just tanked. Yeah. <laughs> they, they were forgotten as quickly as somehow when I see this video pop up on my feed, I say, one, Puddle of Mud is still around. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Two, Wes Scantlin is not in jail. Yeah. Three, how did they get this gig? They're standing in front of a, like a serious XM banner. Yep. Someone invited them to a studio, mm -hmm. a professional place where songs are recorded, <laughs> and said perform one of Nirvana's hits. Obviously Nirvana an influence to them, and they wanted to pay tribute to Kurt Cobain and Nirvana by doing About a Girl. Baffling. Fine and dandy as well, if they want to do that. They did the Unplugged in New York arrangement. Of course, if you listen to that, Kurt was not in a good place when they recorded that. On their version of About a Girl, he is straining and a bit off-key, but it's Kurt. It works. Yeah, all this time later, when these guys do it, judge for yourself. Okay. I appreciate that immensely. You're nice right. edit there. You're welcome. In Kurt's version, it's Kurt's anguish coming out. It doesn't need to be perfect. It's Nirvana, but it's it's his 
anguish, his own pain that's coming out. Uh, with that, it's more like the cat's pain that's coming out. Yeah. We talked last week about Johnny Depp. And, and how... I should point out, sorry, you're literally rubbing your temple right yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> I am, literally. I mean, I want to try and take the high road, but I can't. The bridge is down, and so i got to sloth through the mud here you know, with Puddle of Mud. I'm in the Puddle of Mud right now. Okay. And we talked about Johnny Depp and how just his appearance it looks as if he's trying so hard to be a musician. This is a case of someone has never tried so hard to sound like Kurt Cobain. Yeah. And failed so miserably. Yeah, there's a difference between an homage and an imitation. If you're going to do an imitation, you better nail it. Yeah, you don't have to sound exactly like Kurt Cobain. And yeah. he's trying. If you see the video of this, which has now been unlisted, because this was actually done in January. Yeah. That's when this was uploaded to YouTube originally, uh -huh. January. And just over the last couple of weeks, this has gone viral. For all the wrong reasons. Yeah, and he actually went on his Instagram, Wes Scantlin, and said, rise Responded above... to you. Yeah, people like me and us. I uh, said, rise above others who try and take you down. I'm at my best now, all capitals. Yeah. <laughs> and that's all that matters. I pray for all of you because we care. Jealousy is toxic. Toxic people are a waste of time. We walk away with nothing but a smile. Also capitalized. Yeah, very. it's a huge yelly smile. Trust me, no one is jealous of this. <laughs> that is not the reason people are talking about this video. No. But if you watch the video, you see his face. He is just trying so hard. Yeah, he is. And do you know who's not, who's not into this at all if you watch this video? The bass player. He's just like, how did I end up here? Where is my beautiful car? Is this my beautiful wife? <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's something. But you know what? Neither of us can play and sing even that well, so that's what I got. I that's don't know if we can. Well, that's true, too. Maybe if somehow we get invited to a Sirius XM studio and say, hey, you guys, give us your best Rush cover. We'll the two it. of us can get together and uh, maybe try and outdo Wes as we strain our voices trying to hit that Getty Lee high note. We'll give it a shot. That is the Classic Rock Files. I'm Kelly Parker. That is 94.3 The Drive Music Director, Mike Young. Thank you. Thank you.